Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Dawson. I know we've got a lot of new listeners tuning into the show every episode these days. So uh, here's just a little rundown on what you can expect on the Intellectual Podcast. Uh, I myself am a filmmaker. My co-hosts, Kristen Naomi Garcia and Mark Atkinson and Steve Schwartz, are also uh, filmmakers, uh, actors, producers, writers, writers. We all uh, work in many capacities within the filmmaking field, and uh, we enjoy sitting down and talking with other artists, not just filmmakers, but writers. Uh, We've spoken with novelists and comic book writers, and uh, uh, we we talk to photographers and uh, musicians, and uh, really it's just about creative people sitting down with other creative people to talk about whatever comes to mind and we oftentimes talk about the business and uh, there's a lot of really amazing things you can glean from uh, many of the conversations we've had on the show but uh, we also just talk about life and you know what it's like to be an artist in the world today and we try to find out where everybody comes from how they came to their art how they have been influenced by the events in their life um it's a very casual show. We don't uh, do a lot of research on our guests. We, we prefer to try and learn about them as you learn about them with us through the course of conversation. So that's what we do here at the Intellectual Podcast. And it seems to be more and more of you are enjoying what we're doing. And welcome aboard. Thank you for coming on the journey with us. And, uh, you know, please uh, make sure that you uh, share the show with your friends. Uh, the more people are listening, the more we can keep doing this. And the other thing you can do to help yourself and, and help us out is subscribe to the show on services like iTunes, um, through the podcast app on an Apple device, or through the Stitcher app if you're on Android or on iPhone. Uh, either of those apps allow you to subscribe to shows. Um, you can like episodes. You can like the show. Um, you can give us ratings on iTunes. Five stars is always welcome. Thank you. And uh, you can write reviews as well. Your reviews help us get more listeners because people just perusing uh, podcasts on iTunes, they'll oftentimes look at a review. And if they see some nice reviews for a show, then they might be interested in listening to it if they wouldn't have been otherwise. So um, please subscribe, rate, and continue listening and uh, we really appreciate you tuning in to the Intellectual Podcast. Before we get to our interview today, uh, I'd like to say one uh, round of congratulations to the Amalgamated Grommets, uh, led by Mike Brugemeyer. Um, they won audience choice in their screening group at the 48-Hour Film Project in Los Angeles last night. And uh, we're very proud of them. They're going to be moving on to a audience choice uh, screening uh, next week 
and uh, they should be, I would imagine, in the best of for the Los Angeles 48. And if uh, history uh, holds true, they're very likely to win the Los Angeles 48, and uh, we are definitely rooting for them here at Intellectual Entertainment. So go guys, keep, uh, keep kicking ass up in Los Angeles, you're doing an amazing job, and uh, we're all very proud of you. Our guest today is Joe Castano of You Packet. Uh, for those of you from San Diego, you've probably seen You Packet, the 48-hour short film from 2014 that was just hilarious. It was so, so funny. And uh, Joe led the team that, that made You Packet, and they're working very hard right now on turning You Packet from a single short film to a fully conceived, um, fleshed out web series. And uh, we're really looking forward to, to the web series coming. Um, I know it's going to be fantastic. They've been working on it for a year, um, putting together a full plan for it, story arcs, figuring out each individual episode. They haven't rushed into anything. And I think uh, we're all going to be incredibly pleased with what they end up putting out, especially since they've casted uh, myself in, in, in you pack it. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting to play a part in uh, what I, I'm sure will be just an absolutely fantastic series. Um, I, I kind of lobbied and campaigned really hard to get into it. So <laughs> Joe, thanks for succumbing to my peer pressure. Um, but no, it's going to be fantastic. And we talk about you packet and many other things with Joe here on the intellectual podcast, episode number 110. Amazing. I, I still remember when we started this thing uh, here in the kitchen uh, just <laughs> almost two years ago. 110 episodes. Here it is. Joe Castano. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The intellectual podcast starts now. Got a lot of stuff going on. You know? She does. She's got lots of peeps. She's got to keep updated. KNG's all over that Twitter. KNG uh, all over that Twitter, all over that Facebook. What's your favorite social media, Joe? I am still, like a Facebook type yeah, guy. I'm still learning how to do this stuff properly. Uh, okay. I'm pretty much limited to Facebook. Yeah. I haven't done any of the other Twitter stuff or whatever else there is. That's my favorite. I'm a social media whore. I'm on like everything. Yeah. Uh, I did a little bit to try to set up some of the characters having their own pages on uh, Twitter and one of those photo uploading sites, but I couldn't really figure out how to do it. So it's kind of like Instagram, Instagram and all Instagram, that. Instagram, yeah. Did, uh, did you create the Boxman Facebook? I did, but, <laughs> but we haven't used it. Right? It's just kind of sitting there waiting. For oh, 
I think mm-hmm. I'm friends with the box I man. See him once in a while, I'm friends with the box man. Yeah. Too. I think I even shot him a message. I'm like, hey, what's I think box he liked man? Randy's picture. So, <laughs> box man liked Randy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he sure did. Pretty excited about Randy with an eye. Yeah, he <laughs> got a little Randy about Randy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I gotta see it. Yeah, so uh, every once in a while, Boxman and uh, Dick Biggs will post something. Dude, somewhere. I thought that that was that his his name, the actor's name. That's yeah. a character's name, right? Yeah. yeah okay, but yeah. you have the okay. That's... Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to be friends with that guy just because of his name. Yeah. The and actor, the actor is Dale Morris. The uh, character is Dick Biggs. Uh, what's uh, what's his deal? Is he like a <laughs> I know him, an the actual actor? Dick Cummings. Say again. Is he like a the no actor? joke? Theatrical actor? Yeah, I knew a guy named Justin Case. Yeah, Dale. Yeah, me too. Well, I knew an actor that played a character, Justin Case. Yeah, no, I knew an actual guy named Justin Case. Oh, really? Come on, Harris. But anyway, (laughs) so yeah, Dale. Dale has a lot of history in theater. He's Uh a theater actor, director, producer. He owned his own theater for a little bit of time. Oh wow! So he's very good. Um, He ran our. Casting call, he did a great job. I was just oh really, totally, totally impressed. Did he cast himself as that role? Oh no, this this <laughs> I get a good idea for Dick Biggs. This no, guy. No, we cast Dick Dick Biggs in our forty eight hour film. Yeah, you pack it, and you know, we we retained him for the series because he just did just a phenomenal job for us. Yeah, I think he's so funny. Yeah, no, he's great <laughs> as that character. He's funny. Uh, do you, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but are you gonna? Um, well, do you want to explain to the audience just about? The uh, 48 last year called you pack and then we can go into the series just okay, in case yeah. they don't know yeah sure okay. so uh, last year in the 48 hour film project we drew dark comedy yeah. as our genre and if you're not familiar with the 48 hour film project you have to make your film in 48 hours time yeah. right shoot edit produce so, yeah yeah, so we, you know, did our normal sit down and brainstorm and come up with some ideas. We had two competing ideas. What we're going to go with is either um, this gentleman who had, it was uh, take your daughter to work day. That was one oh. one of the potential. Yeah, um, <laughs> nice. And and he was a hitman, so he had to take his daughter out. You know. Knocking people off with them. So That's awesome. That, that was one concept, and then we chose. <laughs> we went with the other concept, which was uh, the shipping company. Mm-hmm. And, and the basic reason for that is where we had for shooting location. We had that building, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. phenomenal building. It had office space. It had uh, the warehouse space. And oh, nice. It had the forklift, which we were able to use to impale the uh, ocean inspector. Yes, Kevin Burke. Yeah. Very effectively. <laughs> that, was, that was incredibly well done. Yeah. Well, thank you. And um, that was done by our makeup artist, uh, Francia Cohen, and our um, editor, Robin Martin, we were able to, to pull off that effect uh, to make it look uh, realistic as it did. Um, you know, telling <laughs> somebody through the back and out the front. The <laughs> forklift died. But anyway, so um, we did that film, and Dale was uh, cast as, at that time, Jay Biggs. And we've, and Merrick uh, MacArthur was uh, one of the actors in the film. Yep, he played Merrick because we, didn't, right. we we don't really play with names very much. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Deep D was Deep D, and, uh-huh. and keep it simple. You know? <laughs> yeah. So John Allen was John Allen. John was John. No, John was actually Jake. Oh, okay. We twisted that one, but most most of the time, we just kind of keep it simple. And uh, we went with Derek for Merrick, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> So anyway, we had we had a blast making that film. We were we were we spent a lot of time. We were there until five a.m. on Sunday morning shooting. Still, oh yeah, which is kind of funny. You asked me late, earlier about Jason Leather, and that was yeah. that was um, that was his place. 
Uh, oh, it's where he works. It's where he works. His, oh. bro his brother's on the place. He's yeah, so his brother. <laughs> Jason said, hey, hey, come on, you guys, want, we can shoot something over here. Yeah. So we showed up there Friday night to write the thing, and we left Sunday morning at 5 a.m. He was a little bit more you than what he stayed there for over 24 hours? Yeah. Didn't go home or anything? Well, we went home between writing and shooting, so okay. we, we wrote until about 3 a.m. We went home for two or three hours. We got back at like 6 a.m. Wow. And we stayed until 5 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, Jason was maybe expecting a, a shot or two. Yeah. <laughs> but he ended up with uh, hosting us for the entire film, which was... Oh, as an actor he wanted... No, he, oh, no, he, no, he, he thought was maybe right. a shot or two. Oh, in, shot or two in the, the office. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the whole film in there. No. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And Jason, Jason was uh, part of the writing staff. Yeah. Um, we had a, an ending for the film where, uh, if, if you remember the line for the film was, I saw one of those yesterday. Yes. That was a required yep. line. Yeah. So the, in, the initial film ending was that a second ocean inspector showed up. Uh -huh. And we did the line while well, we saw one of those yesterday. Right. Anyway, it was Jason's idea to change it to what we did, which was deliver <laughs> some body parts to some uh, some uh, African, uh, some yeah, war war torn warlords. Yeah, war, yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, so thank you, Jason, for both writing that ending for us, which won us uh, the award for best use of the line. Yeah, that was great. And for letting us hang out in his place for the entire weekend unexpectedly <laughs> yeah he's a good guy that was actually the night I met Jason him Jason needs friends it's okay Jason needs friends <laughs> <laughs> how many yeah, times have so you done funny. the 48 well that's a tough question if you go 48 hour film project in San Diego this was my sixth year doing it but I've done wow. a bunch of others I've done a total of 15. Whoa. Uh, wow. I've done... Um, Glutton for punishment, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> several of them in Inland Empire. I've done the, the, the Producers Guild of America. I did that three times. I did the um, National Film Challenge a couple of times. So total total of 15. And uh, it, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's crazy. I, I really enjoy the whole craziness of it. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to because it's a crazy thing to do. Yeah. Um, What's great about the San Diego ones and even the Inland Empire ones is you can go and, and watch your film in the theater um, in a packed house with your friends. And, and yeah. It's really exciting. That's a favorite part for me. Sure. Even though some of the other competitions, you don't get that opportunity. They're right. shown, shown online and voted mm -hmm. online. And, oh, boring. But, yeah. But uh, that's okay. I, I enjoy doing them and uh, probably, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm going to continue because I'm getting old. <laughs> It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. A lot of work. In a very short period of time, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you can just, you know, take a little time out and then go back to it. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I seem to take a year off every couple of years. I think the older you get, the wiser you get. So you just get a better team and more people to help, you know, complete your vision. You don't, my team's I don't think actually you get gotten too smaller. old to, to do what you want to do. I don't know. For my, me, team, I just, my team's I, gotten smaller. Well, the year. We, we say that every year. Yeah. The team's going to be smaller. But I don't want anyone to ever give up what they're doing because they're getting old. For yeah. me, that's not an excuse. So I'm always like, I'm such a proponent of telling people like, no, you don't have to give up. Like, you can do it. Doesn't matter. Look at Betty White. She's like 93 or something. Like, still going. Still going. You know, like James Wong, James Hong, James Hong, James, James Hong, James Hong, who's here, has 402 oh. credits mm -hmm. on IMDb. That man Yo. has done everything, yeah. and he's you know he's aged. But yeah, he's, he's, he's very, right? yeah, he's he's up there, but he's yeah. still... Did you take that workshop? He's still working. No, that no, was on my birthday. Man. I couldn't. Yeah, I remember him as the uh, owner of the Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Exactly. Or the so, bad guy in uh, 
big trouble little China. Yeah, everything. But yeah. what I'm saying is you shouldn't give up, Joe. We want to see more of you. We want to see more of you. Well, I'm giving up. I'm just maybe not necessarily going to do four 48 hour film projects. Oh, okay. Which, no, which don't I do that. No, I didn't, I didn't th- hear that. Three part. years in a row. I did, <laughs> maybe two. No. For three years in a row, I did four of them. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm already tired just hearing that. No. How, how big was your crew on your packet? Well, you pack it too. I don't have to go back and, and look at the credits. It was somewhere around 30 people or so. Wow. That wow. yeah, was a large cast. Um, yeah, we did have quite a few people in the cast and we had quite a few people in the, uh, on the team as well, mm-hmm. uh, writers, and you know, we all, we we wanted to have uh, our um, lighting guy to have you know, a couple of guys helping him, and the sound guy had had somebody to help to swing the boom. And, and it was so yeah. different from our experience on Unlucky Charms. Yeah. Like six people cast and crew. That's <laughs> five actors and three crew. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've done it. One with location. The, I've done it with a team as large as forty-five. And a 48 uh, with 45? Yeah, that was crazy. That was uh, in 2011. Wow. We did a film we, we called One Way Ticket. We, got, oh, okay. we, drew, we drew dark comedy that time as well. And what we chose to do was an assisted suicide. So we had a company that was selling fantasy debts. Mm. Um, so I love that. Was, I'm was, all about the dark uh, comedies. Was, I love it. it. It was so much fun. But what I did that year was a little bit crazy. Everybody who wanted to do something got to do it. If you wanted to be on the writing team, yeah, come on. That worked great, but we had 12 people writing a six-minute film, and everybody who had an idea, everybody got a little piece of what mm-hmm. their idea in that film. And everybody who wanted to come out to the post-production was welcome. Anybody who wanted yeah. to act would get on screen. and, and, and it that, was, That's what we did for a long time. But that was crazy fun, and I've done it with as few as, as two, me and my son. Uh, with a couple of actors, so um, that's that's how the whole thing started. Uh, Two thousand and nine. That was the first film that I ever done. It was a forty-eight hour film. Never picked up a camera. Never picked up an editor. I had no clue. Uh, but uh, the guy at work uh, said, "Hey, why don't you come out and do a forty-eight hour film project?" I said, "You know what? I will." Because my son was fifteen at the time. We needed to do something to connect with him. Yeah. So we did it. We we formed a team. We didn't have anybody to act in it, so coming up close to the, you know, the kickoff, I contacted people over at the Christian Youth Theater, and they said, "Yeah, sure, we'll send you some people." And they sent us a couple of dozen kids, really, um, young young people that acted in our film, and we drew a musical. Thank you very much. <laughs> my first my first year was a musical too. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, other people, it was me and my son and a gentleman that we found who had a camera and was willing to shoot it for us and help us edit it. And he was thinking, hey, we're going to do Western because we can't do musical, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, we did a musical. It wasn't really a musical. It was. Next time I pull musical or Western, I'm doing a musical Western. There you go. Western Annie Oakley. That's what I want to do. There you go. So anyway, we we did that. We did that uh, film, and, and we were second runner-up for Audience Choice in our first time out. Oh, nice. So there you go. Nice. It kind of got us hooked. And we've done, like I said, 14 more since then. Whoa. 14 in six years? Yeah, so some, some number. Wow. And you'd not shot any film prior to that? Right. Right. What, what's your, your background, then? What, uh, what uh, you... Computer system engineer. Okay. Operating air traffic control system. Whoa. Matter does of fact. Dwayne do that too? Yeah, Dwayne does. Okay. He's, he's the one who told me, Dwayne Trammell, oh. who runs the 48 Hour Film Project, he's the one who said, hey, start a team, come and join the, the project. And I said, all right, I'll do it. Was 2009 the year he took over? Yeah. Yeah. That would be the first year he did. So, 
Um, there was a question on the table. I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, Dwayne does that too, and he yeah. got you into it. Yeah, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm lost. Okay, so it was more. It was more about uh, me doing something with my son and my kids. Yeah. They were all well, my kids have been part of the crew and most all of my films and acting in them on occasion. We did one that was written by my daughter, who was probably 13 at the time, and directed by my older son, who was 17, and shot by my middle son, who was probably 15 at the time. That's awesome. And they got second runner-up in Inland Empire. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, my, yeah. Whole, my whole family is part of my film team, has been forever. I like working mm. with my family. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. We do, you know, my wife kind of gets on me a little bit, and I don't blame her because <laughs> I go out and do this with a crew of 25 people, and then the kids just kind of tag along where that was it wasn't the initial tent, right? Yeah. <laughs> so every once in a while, I do a film just with them or for them. That's how Preposterous Films came about because early on we were Hunter Productions, mm -hmm. and we did a film with my kids that was... Um, we, I named it That's Preposterous and then I said whoa wait a minute that sounds good I'm going to be preposterous <laughs> so that film was a kind of little crazy little science fiction thing it was kind of Star Trek-y and in, in you know, adventures out in space it's a real short film but anyway that one was entirely me and my family my wife my kids my nieces oh Our, cool the entire film shot edited actors everything was just with the family and we did we did a, did a couple others my daughter wrote a film that uh, we called Cindyana Jones and the Pencil of Doom <laughs> nice <laughs> so, a little farce of the Indiana Jones yeah I love it you know, uh, Cindyana Jones and the Pencil of what was it? Uh, was it a pencil yeah, of the, doom? The teenage pencil, girl doesn't want to do her homework or something. <laughs> pencil of doom. Well, the pencil of doom was this uh, artifact that uh, when you use it uh, to write something down, it gives you whatever you ask for. Oh, okay. That's a, however, yeah. it doesn't do it well, puts you in a predicament every time. So, uh, as most wish fulfillment uh, uh, elements do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, damn you, genies. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's uh, how we became preposterous films versus Hunter Productions. I kind of like it. Some people say, well, who wants to see something made by preposterous films? It sounds kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Say, and that's your email, too. I say, no, that's crazy. That's, that's Don't what, listen to those people. That's uh -huh. So that's what I do. I do films that are preposterous and a little wacky and a little crazy, a little bit fun. I try to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I've done some serious films, too, and I still do them under preposterous films and I'm yeah. going to yeah. change the name of change it, it up, make it diverse. just because the film is is something more emotional yeah um, are you still working as an air traffic controller I'm sorry to, to clarify that <laughs> I operate the system that the air traffic controllers use I don't okay I don't you still doing that though? yes still doing that that's that's the day job that's what pays for all the toys and, <laughs> and that, you know what the, the he's most, a smart man he's got something that pays know, for the toys you know, the, most, the most expensive yeah. the most expensive part of I think almost all of my productions is you know feeding the cast and crew oh yeah absolutely <laughs> because Costco. You can beg. I spent fifty percent of my budget on yeah, you feeding can, the casting. You crew. can beg, borrow, steal, and have friends come out and shoot for you and return favors later. But none of that helps you when you have to 
pay for for the cost of you know feeding the crew, mm. and that's an important thing. I think that's why I keep going smaller and smaller with my crews. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. And, and, and work with my family. Screw you! I don't need to feed you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're I'll work for a sandwich and a bottle of water. Traffic control. So I mean, you said you didn't do that, but Dwayne does. I, I would imagine no, it's a bit. We both do the same thing, but oh. we, we don't. We're not air traffic. You work on the software side. We operate the equipment that oh, air okay. traffic controllers use. All right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, after you packet the uh, film that we did for Forty Eight Hour Film Project, it was uh, actually Dale Morris, the actor who played Jay Biggs, who said, "Hey, why don't we make a web series out of this?" Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask how did yeah. how did it go from Forty Eight to this? So I said, "Well, let me huge endeavor." I said, "Let me put that out in front of the you know the production team," and everybody was really excited about it, and they said, mm. "Let's do it." Um, what we did decided to do was to do 10 six minute episodes mm-hmm. and wow uh, to be honest with it, it's writing those scripts has been you know a long arduous process and it's arduous art arduous oh, okay Ar- arduous yeah <laughs> you've been you've been in these writing sessions yeah well you? if you got jason lethard it must be arduous <laughs> Jason does a good job of making sure that what we write makes sense. Well, it's good. It's good that you're taking the time to make sure that the writing well, is right, not saying, just rushing into making something. Well, the thing is, we all have day jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't get together as much as we need to in order to do it quickly. Doing it quickly, we decided, isn't necessary. What What's important is that even though it's taking, I would say, three times longer than what I would have wanted it to, <laughs> it's three times better than what I would have expected it to be. So I'm okay. happy. I'm happy with it's that. fair to say. Sure, mm-hmm. you're not like you're doing a deadline, right? We don't. It's like we competition. Don't have, yeah, we don't have a deadline. I had some sort of self-imposed deadlines and some self-created deadlines because yeah. I, had, I have a sort of a, a symbiotic relationship going on with the people at the tonight in San Diego, and one of the things we oh. were going to do with them in my mind it meant that we had to shoot a certain scene from one of the episodes which also meant we had to cast those roles which put us under a lot of time pressure that was really unnecessary so that yeah. that has we've eased back from that uh-huh. uh, we, we've changed up the, the the relationship with tonight in san diego so we don't have to shoot that scene in order to do this bit on their show and vice versa and who does the bit on the show well, this young lady right here. J N G. Yeah, I do. Uh, I play Randy, the packet girl. She uh, she makes special deliveries. <laughs> well, that, it was more special than what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, just especially you. different for me. Yeah, for sure. No, but Jeff. Now that I've worked with Jeff Kraft, he's the host of Tonight in San Diego, and Jesse, his counterpart on the show, they're absolutely hilarious, and I can't wait to go back again, right. possibly, and deliver, you know, so, another yeah, we're doing kind special of a, delivery. Kind of doing a build-up. First time mm-hmm. uh, Kristen delivered a pina colada to them on set. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that. And uh, next time... It's Looks gonna, like Jeff drank it a little too fast. <laughs> the, next, the next delivery is going to be a ham, and... and don't ask why. <laughs> it was supposed to be. A, it was supposed to be a piglet. 
And there is, yeah, you know, roasted piglet. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. God. She was thinking, vegan. She was thinking, yeah. Yeah. oh, piglet. She was going to go to the bathroom and throw up now. Piglet. You don't have to eat it. She was like, oh, what do you think? I'm, I'm not going to eat it. A glazed yeah. piglet with an apple in its mouth. Are you going to be able oh. to deliver a ham? Is that going to be okay? Is it like a fresh ham or is it like a frozen? I don't know. Oh, Canned ham. It's probably going to be wrapped, is it like wrapped in plastic. Spam or? It's probably, probably going to be one of those wrapped in red foil that you get at Costco. That's probably what it's going to be. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I can just use the foil. Costco. It's a whole week. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Can't we just get a real piglet that I can just borrow from? Live one? That would be adorable. (laughs) And there it is. Go get it. Get it. Scurrying across the room. I would like that. Oh, my gosh. That would be hilarious. Piglets. Except except if we lose it. Yeah, so it's hard hard to know. You go out in a ham and and there's... What is building up to it? Ever, uh, there, there is pineapple. <laughs> yes, Billy, it took some coconut. So we got. I want, I, uh, well, some, the pina colada was in a coconut. There was so, a coconut yeah, yeah. So we already did that. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta switch it up. So it. it my pineapple. vote is piglet. Ham and pineapple. It's a, well, you're, if you're thinking you're, of you're, pizza. Stop exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you. Stop. Somebody's yeah. hungry. All right. Stop. <laughs> Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, so the idea is the piglet and the ham, whatever, supposed to integrate with some things that we're doing on the show. But oh, nobody will know that until the show will, comes out. Right, and you say, hey, wait a minute. I, if those who are in the audience might say, hey, I remember something that had to do with a pina colada and a, and a piglet. But it's a ham, and the reason is because a piglet costs like 300 bucks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, but we can just rent a real piglet. So many, we've got to know someone who has a piglet, like as a as a pet. George Clooney. It's not me. I'm periscoping. You mess up my periscope. Is somebody calling to ask us a question right now? You've got to put yeah. it on do not disturb. You know, you know where that camera's pointing right now, don't you, David? Yeah, well, it's offline. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Pointing at the junk. Phone call took the, the periscope offline. Sorry oh, about there's that. There's like two people talking. that are going to be really frustrated talking. right now. Yeah, I'm one of them. Um, so... So, yeah, so obviously those are kind of hints for the U Packet series that's happening right now, correct? During the Promos. web series? You know, yeah, or is it for No, it's for the future. It's, it's, it's for it, future episodes. Webisodes, into, I should say. Yeah, episodes, webisodes. I don't like the term web series. That's why I call it U Packet the series. Uh, ah, that <laughs> makes just, sense. It yeah. just don't, that doesn't, it doesn't ring well to me. It's a series. I'm, yes, is it going to be on the web? Probably because you know we're going to do distribution through the you know, video on demand yeah. uh, systems that are out there, so it'll be on the web. But is it? Does that make it a web series? That the kind of to me, I don't like that terminology. Like everybody says, did you see that YouTube video? Well, no, it's a video. It just happens to play on YouTube. It's ah. not a YouTube video. You gotcha. Know what I'm yes, I do. Yeah. My kids Unless like, it's actually you know, kids, my kids, by like, my kids like to say, oh, I found that on Google. Well, no, you didn't. You found that using Google. Yeah, good point. It's like yeah. technical about the job. Yeah, 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 that's very true. They're, they're giving the internet a little bit too much credit, I think. <laughs> the internet is just a, a middleman, you know, but I don't think they think that yet. Your uh, your marketing idea? Are these your ideas, by the way, or is this you get together in a room with these writers and you talk about how? Well, we doing? we do talk about most everything. A yeah. lot of a lot of the decisions are on me as. Uh, 
Producer. Showrunner. Show showrunner. is the okay. term for it. Mm -hmm. I really don't know what that means, but I have a book about it, so I'm reading it. Okay. So there you go. And somewhere in, <laughs> Yay for books. Somewhere in that book, it told me to do the total engagement experience. Uh -huh. So that's that's what's going on with the total deliveries to tonight in San Diego. Okay. Yes, right. Yeah. So so it's not just hey, let's watch a an episode. Mm -hmm. It's you're engaged. There's things happening outside of your little box. Yeah. That, that keep you engaged. Yeah. And I went to something uh, recently. You were there. Uh, the last month's filmmakers, right. and uh, I think Billy Coward is that his name uh, was the speaker, and Merrick was too. And Joe was there. Oh right, he's right. like, oh, mm -hmm. can you make some room? Actors coming through. I'm like, actor Merrick's already up there. I didn't know what he's talking about. And all of a sudden, boom! What do we see? You pack it, girl. You pack it, delivery. Randy yeah. with an eye. The there other are, Randy. There are, there are two. Mm -hmm. There are two, two Randys with an eye. Who is the other Randy? I didn't recognize her. That's Joy uh, Feria. She's she's been in of our fifteen films. She's been in twelve of them, I think. Yeah, she's a, she was one of the one of the actors that came over from the Christian Youth Theater when we did Victor, Victor, Victor the musical in two thousand and nine. Uh -huh. So she's been with us ever since. She's been in most of our films, or at least part of the crew in most every film we've done. Okay. So, um, and what did she deliver again? I can't remember at that she, meeting. Oh, she interrupted like Francine Filsinger. Francine Filsinger. Yeah. She delivered a uh, jar of pickled fingers. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, she gets the good ones? Really? You get a I get a ham yeah. and she gets a jar of pickled <laughs> human <laughs> fingers. That is exactly. so cool. It's because we have a cannibal, <laughs> cannibal scene in one of our shows. Ah, so, again, so it cool. integrates without I would have no problem with the pickled human fingers. Yeah. Well, I'm just There'll saying. be opportunities. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to make it in this town. I will. I will, I tell you. <laughs> the kid stays in the picture. Oh, so, uh, okay, you have uh, <laughs> ten, ten episodes. Ten six-minute episodes. Six-minute episodes. 60 minutes of con uh, content. Are, are you going to, uh, once it's all edited, do you have it? Is it all done? Nothing. No, we're still writing. Okay, still writing. Okay. Well, we have, I would say, eight of the ten episodes written to a point where we think structurally and story-wise are done. Mm -hmm. We need to review them and add a little bit of... Uh, fun excitement comedy in mm. there with them not that they're not funny now but we need to add some of the you know just the, the, so the you've got jokes the, you've got the platform. skeleton in place now you gotta yeah build it out you know, a little it's bit. more it's more than just a skeleton as far as the story goes and the structure um it's very well fleshed out yeah some things are a little dry and a little stale we need to right. spice them up a little bit sure have some fun with it um, punch the starfish right oh, so, no. so that's that's the next that's step. an inside joke yes you don't, you don't want to know Joe keep going <laughs> keep going we want to hear about you you want to hear about me why don't you want, want to hear about some of the uh, ideas we have for episodes yeah, yeah absolutely sure. especially yeah. since I'm supposed well, to be you don't have to wait until the series yeah. goes I know, I know there's a character called Pierre <laughs> Pierre is uh, there's, in, in, we have a recurring character she's a, a French um, mobster ah. um, there's several adventures that uh come about during that. Pierre's a, a henchman. One of her henchmen and she and he has a job to do some dirty deed and he fumbles and bumbles sort of like uh, Professor Clouseau. Yeah. Inspector Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau yeah. of you know the Pink Panther fame. So is that yes, that's, we, we. I do not know sort of character. Hey guys, David here, interjecting this interview for just a moment to well try and pay the bills here at the Intellectual Podcast. Uh, help us out and go sign up for a free trial at audible.com and uh, get a free audiobook download and a one month chance to scope out the entire library. 
Just go to audibletrial.com slash IXE. That's audibletrial.com slash IXE. And get access to thousands of really wonderful audiobooks at audible.com. And your free trial helps us out, and it helps you out. Because let's face it, books, books expand your mind. And what better way to become a better filmmaker than to expand your mind? So go to audibletrial.com slash IXE and sign up for your free trial today with Audible. And now, back to the podcast. We have an episode where we're sort of making fun of the Amazon drone deliveries. So oh, we cool. get to deliver something somewhere that, uh, of course, it goes awry. Everything that yes. your packet delivers is, goes awry. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, we've enlisted um, our friend, uh, come on, Randy, Randy Morris. Mm-hmm. You guys know Randy? I think he's so. Old, he's, he's the Santa Claus guy. Yeah, he's he's an older oh, he's an older okay. gent. Mm-hmm. Looks like Santa Claus. Was oh, he like a lawyer or a judge or something like that before? No, well, in the series he's a Randy old man. Okay. So, <laughs> because uh, the object being delivered by the drone is uh, sort of like one of these erectile dysfunction drugs. Ah. It gets accidentally delivered to old folks' home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nice. nice. That is awesome. Black Danny Morris. Did I say Randy? What's Danny? Danny Morris. Yeah. Danny Morris. <laughs> Danny, so Morris. Danny Morris gets a little Randy mm. when he gets the uh, delivery by mistake. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that word Randy makes you think of erectile dysfunction drugs. <laughs> That's okay. That name, that that'll do it. Yeah. So again, I could deliver that. Yes, I would not have a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Um, we have a, oh God, I don't want to give too much away, but mm. we have an episode where we are delivering um, some auto auto parts for, this is the episode I was talking with uh, Tony about. So we, we there's an audio, auto parts manufacturer who wants to deliver some things, but we kind of lose the, you pack it loses the contract. So we want to send one of our uh, female employees to seduce him, but we find out he's gay, so... We end up having to send you know, Dick, Dick Biggs in. Ah, <laughs> Dick Biggs and gay. So. I am so tuning in. This is going to be great. Yeah. Well, you used uh, Tony in a promo. We did. We um, played. Uh... So, so, so what we did was we oh. were kind of playing you pack at the company that yeah. that is you know appears in the series as a real company. Yeah. And they have a website and yeah. You can you can promos right. You can ship things for ninety nine cents a pound. And so we made a commercial, TV commercial, as if you pack it, the company had produced this commercial. And Tony, and Tony Cox was one of the uh, deliveries receiving. So. He's like a cholo. He's got the bandana. Yeah, yeah. He's got the powder underneath his nose. It's Have hilarious. you seen this? No. Oh, it's I funny. Yeah, it's he, hilarious. He, re- he received a shipment of uh, cash uh, in, at, at the... Uh, the drug house there. You ought to see it because yeah. we also deliver in that uh, commercial. We deliver a like a, a six month old baby in a. Oh no! <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> we, so great. Then we deliver Navidad. Yeah, we deliver a drip. That's bag. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not the way he spells it. Okay, so, got it. So. <laughs> Yeah, we deliver a you know drip bag full of blood to a vampire in a cave. It's kind of oh yeah, I saw that of, one. That was kind funny. Of, kind of fun stuff. Nice. Um, and we have Dick Bakes talking about why we you know we can ship things for ninety nine cents a pound. So we ship anything anywhere anytime for ninety nine cents a pound. 
What is it again? The you pack it, we shove it, we you, ship you it. Pack it. No, nobody knows. That's that's oh, okay. fun about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, you it's supposed to be you pack it, we should we shove it, we ship it. But everybody gets tongue-tied. Yeah, yeah. Saying it, so I was trying to all throughout, then that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what it really is because everybody gets tongue-tied when they try to say it. Um, <laughs> insult, insult the customers. You can get into arguments with them. You, sh- you shove it. No, I mean, <laughs> we shove it. And, yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me, did you guys see that video on uh, on the YouTube, or the YouTube video, uh, about a year or two ago? And it was like, ship my pants? Oh, I love to ship my pants. Nice. <laughs> ship. And then it, yeah. had, it was a whole thing. It was awesome. It was hilarious. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of one of the lines from the original short where it says, uh, I'm going to open up a can of ship ass. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> Are you thinking about bringing back uh, Merrick to reprise his role, or is he attached? Merrick, is Merrick has NBA? agreed. Merrick has agreed to come back. It's all going to be dependent on uh, the production schedule and yeah. how we can work it. Merrick's out. We're, schedule. Sure. We're going to do the best we can to mm-hmm. arrange things so that Merrick can be part of this. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. This, this you got Dick thing. Biggs. You got John Allen to be coming back. John too. Allen will be coming back as Jake, the warehouse manager. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And how about uh, how about Kevin Sounds Burke? Hilarious. I know you killed yeah. off his OSHA character in the short, but you know Kevin will be part of the crew. Oh, he will. Okay, cool. Whether, whether he gets an acting role or not depends. I was saying it'd be yeah. funny to cast him again as the twin brother of the OSHA coming back. Yeah, be like uh, my brother. He's like on a personal vendetta, and he's, he's like, like last revenge. Whereabouts was here? I don't know. I thought uh, it was funny. I have a question. Can we use that without giving you a writing credit? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes, you can, sir. Nice. But you know Mark will bring it up every single podcast, right? Okay. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. my idea. That was yeah, my idea. Of course I will. He used my idea, but I, we have it recorded on that. You agreed. That's an oral oral agreement. Oh, you know what? Intellectual property. You know what else is kind of fun? Uh, the theme song. You, yes. We have a theme song, and this is kind of a fun story. It was about three years ago. Maybe more. We're watching America's Got Talent, and this guy, this, this guy comes out. He's 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 a crazy dude. He's a big black guy. He's got this fro from I don't know. It's huge, and he comes out and he starts uh, singing the theme to Love Boat. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. And then um, they were making fun of him, and they were asking him to sing Green Acres and and the Adams Family. He's singing all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching this, and I said to my wife, "I'm going to have that guy in one of my films one of these days." Really? Right. So. So I, I got a hold of him. I asked him, hey, can you uh, do the song for us? <laughs> so he wrote and performed the song for you, Packet. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to hear it? I do, it? Yeah, I do. Let's play it. I, I love the song. But I've I, heard it. But I've I, also whistled the song yeah. on stage. Well, and I, you attempted it, to whistle. Joe sent it to me a couple weeks ago. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what was that? You did a great job whistling this Okay, song. great. That's what I, was, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, no, it, I whistled it off stage. You attempted to whistle it. Let me start it from the beginning. Sure. Do you want to hook it up to this? Yeah, let's do that. I thought it was. Yeah, you uh, you sent it to me a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Sent it to me on like a Thursday or Friday, and Monday, I'm like, damn you. It's in my head. All right, guys, this isn't working the way we planned it. Eh, we could probably just hear it fine on the phone. Okay, you can send me the file, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll drop it over this. Oh, there it is. All right. I work all day with a bunch of nuts, nuts, nothing's right. 
Well, so that was written and performed by Mr. Ulysses Long, uh-huh. who was kind enough to do this when I asked him. That's, That's nice. awesome. Yeah. You going to cast him? I would love to. He's in North Carolina, and uh, that would be kind of difficult. Not necessarily. You can Skype. You him as a customer who received a package and is Skyping into customer service. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's not out of the question. I've given it some thought. To, if, we were, if we're able to raise some money, and we can send a crew out there or bring him out here. Oh, that'd be cool. Give him have. a little vacay. Yeah, just just a little bit of a, a, a bit piece in the in the film. I'm not sure he's a, an actor enough to to pull off a major role, but nah. are you gonna crowdfund or? We are planning to do that. Um, I have a crowdfunding campaign drafted, almost ready to go. I got some changes to do with it. What I want to do is. Fundraise for one episode. I'm going to call it our featured episode. It's an episode where we deliver a magician to it. He wants to be delivered to his show on stage, <laughs> live on stage to his show. And the idea is he's going to try to escape from the package before we get him there. So that, that's that's the the film. That's my my favorite episode, and I want to do that as our featured episode and raise some money to shoot that, and then use that to to try to raise money for the rest of the episode, the rest the rest of the ten episodes. Gotcha. There you go. It's a good financial yeah, plan. Well, that is. let's find out. See how it works. Are you returning to Jason's workplace to shoot any of this? Or well, it, that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like to be able to pay them for their use of their space. Yeah. You know, there's, there's several options. We could either rent a space and rent some furniture, or we could get some product placement from one of the local furniture. You yeah. know, use furniture. Use yeah. furniture. Mm-hmm. So either rent a space and bring in some furniture. Or shoot, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's an it's a active live office. You know, people work there, so yeah. we'll be getting in their way, and yeah. they'll be getting in our way. You know, a little bit both, a little bit of both. So we'd be shooting on nights and weekends, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but that's probably what we're going to do anyway. So yeah, yeah. Good. We shot what's the big and an active working print shop. We did. Uh, that was our first. So yeah, movie. we had to come in Friday nights and set up, and then shot Saturdays and Sundays make as much of the time as we had because we couldn't shoot during the week Mm-mm. it's tough yeah we did rehearsals for our dance number remember that mm-hmm. that was that was our feature film we did 10 years I didn't do it you did it <laughs> you shot a feature film <laughs> it was him you were a part of it I was a part of it yeah so it's, that's I, the big what, we, what I'm planning on doing is there are a lot of things that happen outside of the office in the warehouse deliveries and yeah, restaurant scenes yeah. I don't shoot all that stuff first get that mm-hmm. stuff in the can uh, a lot of that requires only one or two actors not the entire cast and then try to find a way to schedule all the stuff that happens in the office all together so we can get shoot that at once and then all right. the stuff that happens in the warehouse and keep that keep that nice and tidy um, my fear of stretching things out is actors you know they change their hairstyles ah. um, 
I was asking you about that just the other night. Hair. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go back to my mohawk. Would that be okay? When are you shooting? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, He's so, like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, like, so, oh, so, so we've asked David to join us as an actor. He's going to be the rival delivery man yeah. um, from the rival company in the show. And UPS, DHL. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's Global Dispatch is ah. the name of the, name of the company. GD. Yeah, global, yeah. Nice. Uh, so it's um, you're going to have a rivalry with uh, Abasi, our main driver, uh, throughout the series. But what does that mean? Two or three appearances. It's not going to be every episode, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you can, we can have a lot of fun with that. Um, the main idea of the show is they're, they're in competition with Global Dispatch, who's, you know, the big box company, you know, <laughs> you package the little guy and... Global Dispatch is like always in their way. (laughs) (laughs) David and Goliath. Yeah, until such time as towards the end of the, initially, you know, Global Dispatch looks at you, pack it as, you know, it's just a, you know, well, get away from me, kid, you bother me. Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. But, you know, later, later in the series, um, you pack it, makes a name for themselves, and now it's a serious competition, and now it's war. And then that's where we end off and sort of to launch us into a, a second season if we go that far is, you know, continue the war with, uh, with Global Dispatch. Nice. It's up to you, David. Yes. <laughs> make, make it good. How many writers do the audience hate you? Yeah, writers, right? <laughs> we, we do have, we have a, a team of writers. Um, I know Jason's the head writer. Yeah, Jason as he yeah. always corrects me. You're a writer and you pack it. I'm the head writer. The head writer, Jason Lether, our head writer, and Sergio Kopolev. He's uh, Sergio. Okay, tech, yeah. you know, technically his uh, role on the team is uh, consulting producer, but he's done more writing than most most of us. Mm. Uh, he's very good with structure. Okay, and uh, Jason's very good with making sure things make sense. Yeah, and and then there's there's myself, and then we have Lisa Padachi, who's a local comedian. Mm. Um, stand-up comedian. So we have uh, Nicolette Shuddy, who has written an episode for us. It's the magician episode. I love it. <laughs> and uh, we've got Martin Gomez writing an episode for us. Oh, okay. He's a good writer, yeah. So, but, yeah. that's the team. The process, like I said, has been long and arduous, but we we get together, Jason, uh, Sergio, and I, twice a week for about three hours. Yeah. Um, via Skype. And they can be long, long sessions. Oh, Jason, of course. Well, like, <laughs> you know, you know, what I love about Jason is like, I love the guy. Like, like he, like I said, he makes things make sense. So, mm-hmm. so let's say, for example, Kristen was writing an episode for us, and she submitted the episode, and I would look at it and say, "Wow, that's great! It makes a lot of sense." And then Jason would look at it and say, "No, that doesn't make any sense. We got to fix this. We got to change that." <laughs> and and um, our, you know, exactly what Jason would do to me, right? Yeah, but, he would. But in the end, it makes sense what he's saying. But yeah. it just takes so long to get there. Uh, because there's, there's, I need to understand why we can't put the plum on the table. Because you know maybe it makes a whole lot more sense to put the plum in the refrigerator. Jason needs to explain that to me. It takes me it takes me a while to understand <laughs> <laughs> why the plum needs to be in the refrigerator. But in the end, uh, it doesn't change the story. But it makes more sense that the plum's in the refrigerator. So that's what we'll do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know he's always busy. I'm like, dude, let's go see Ant Man or you know something like that. And he's like, oh, I got this meeting and Skype. And I'm like, all right, you got your life. <laughs> uh, and uh, who directed the uh, the short? That was George A. Okay. Uh, George A. is a, a theater director here in town. He's a professor okay. of theater arts at 
uh, Mesa College and uh, USD. Um, he's been our director several times. We've had quite quite a bit of success with George directing. George Yee. Yeah, he's he's done a great job for Will us. Will he be directing the episodes as well? So we're going to kind of parse, par, how do you say that? Partial. Parse, parse, partial that out, whatever it is. Um, there's several people going to have a, a hand at mm. directing you know, parts of the show. Yeah. George is way too busy to do the entire show, but yeah. he'll have his, his time directing as well. Michael or Mika wait. Micah Minor. Micah Minor, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Mike is Mike is an incredible guy. He has so much energy. Yeah. yeah I've been on set with he's him. He's a talented dude. I, I've been on set with him so time he's like a white tornado. He just shoot, 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 shoot. It's like you know, nice. you know before you, before you get a time get a chance to sit down, he's got it all lights set up and he's got everything. Yeah. He's ready to go. He's and so I knew him as, you know, the lighting guy. Yeah. But then uh he did that short film he did recently, uh, Hookup, that, yeah. he, that he wrote and directed. Oh, and it, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. And Micah, Micah, Micah not only can do lighting, he's he's a filmmaker. He can, he's a writer too, right? Yeah, so yep. yeah, he's writing. He's Director. part of the writing team. He's, yep. writing, he's writing an episode whose uh, subject matter will keep secret right now. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention Micah as part of the writing team, but yeah. he, is, he is as well. Um, He's coming out again to help out on Lucky tomorrow. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know what's great? Awesome. About, what's great about Mike is he and I both have the same idea of what the comedy of you packet should be. Uh-huh. Right. So with him and Lisa Badashia, our local uh, stand-up comedian or comedian, I don't know how they say that, but yeah, I think between <laughs> with the team we got writing the structure and the story and keeping things making sense, plus you know the. The, the comic genius that we have on the team with Micah and Lisa I think we're gonna have a, have a real good time with this I'm yeah. sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm just anxious to get out there and be a part of it so. yeah, hey, yeah yeah me too uh, you know the, what's the thing about it is we really haven't talked about it. what is the show right uh, yeah go for yeah. it so it's uh, dark comedy Mm-hmm. You know, in keeping with the short that we did, it's about a dysfunctional bunch of networks, networks <laughs> trying to run a shipping company, mm-hmm. you know, in competition with their global competitor, Global Dispatch. And it, you know, the whole thing is a, it's a little bit zany, a little bit farcical, a little bit sexy. And it's really a whole lot of fun, a little bit edgy. Yeah. And we're trying to try to... <laughs> Trying to take it out of the preposterous films box of being just you know simple family fun and yeah. trying to make it a little bit more edgy without going you know too far over the top yep. where you insult people and turn them off. So finding that balance is, is critical. It's difficult. Comedy's hard. It is. It's just hard. Well, you know what's yeah. hard about comedy, I think, is what's funny in my mind is like people go, huh? Or vice versa, right? Someone's funny in your mind, I might go, what? Uh. But everybody else might laugh about it. So what we have to do is appeal to a lot of different versions versions of what comedy I try to appeal to as many virgins as I can. Let <laughs> me <laughs> have a sip of water now. <laughs> Appeal to the virgins. Oh, come on. It was, the virgin, low, the, it was low hanging fruit. It had what? to be picked. <laughs> Would you like another plum? Mm-hmm. Go the, get the plum in the refrigerator. Plum in the refrigerator. Because that's where it belongs. 
No, but because if if I were to uh, showrun a dictate that it has to be Joe Castano preposterous style of comedy, I'm going to appeal to the people who like the kind of comedy that I like, mm-hmm. and we're going to miss a lot of opportunities to appeal to other people. So I have to be cognizant of you know paying attention to what you think as a writer, what comedy means to you, and and, and put some of that in there as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like my my style of comedy is yeah, Green Acres. Green Acres. Green Acres. Okay. Green Acres. <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies. Got smart. You know, Gilligan's Island. All that. Okay. So everything camp. I grew up on. Yeah, that's. I used to love Green Acres as a golden kid. era of TV. watching on. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Green Acres is one one of my TV land, one, of, one of my favorites. Green Acres. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Mr. Haney. Yeah, there's Eddie Albert's uh, character, Mr. Douglas, is it's kind of the fish out of water. Yeah. He's he's sort of the model for. Um, Preston, which is Merrick's character. Oh, okay. So, so he's the only guy who has any sanity amongst yeah. the crew of misfits. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to, hey, you know, we can't do that crazy stuff. Let's do it right. And he always has to end up giving into the craziness because, you know. <laughs> Chubby bunny. That's <laughs> Chubby bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, don't bring that up. It's one of my least favorite scenes in the... Is it really? You know why? Because, because it's forced on you. It, well, the marshmallows, yeah. Yeah, well, first is, you know, we have to because we have to use a prop. Yeah. Now, the Chinese, we needed a means to decide who was going to be the one to chop up the body, yeah. right? So we chose, you know, we want the chubby bunny. Um, my initial thought was when, the, when was Micah who presented let's do the chubby bunny scene Mike was what that's, that's, I've never even heard of this thing that's crazy that's dumb you've never heard of chubby bunny nah my brothers used to like pin me down and shove my cheeks together and make me chubby bunny is it <laughs> like always, a billion times is it, so, do you always put marshmallows no not the marshmallows they just oh. forgot the marshmallows and they just started squeezing my face <laughs> oh, they thought it was funnier they're like screw the marshmallows chubby bunny and they yeah, like ch- make me say chubby it chubby bunny is an old campfire thing yeah, yeah. You just stick marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. Who, can put, see, who can put the most amount of marshmallows in their yeah. face? Yeah, exactly. Before it explodes with, yeah. yeah. You end up with people with giant cheeks. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, funny. So it's, eventually it starts drooling. And yeah. You get white drool down. No, it's funny face. to see Merrick yeah. do that. Well, I've never actually played the game. John so, Allen. No. Nah. But, you know, so my, my first reaction was, well, that's weird and kind of dumb. But then when we set, <laughs> we set it up, Micah said, hey, we're going to set up the uh, you know, director's monitor like three rooms away because we're going to be laughing so hard they won't be able to shoot. And yeah. Said, all right, let's do that. And he was right, man. When we started shooting <laughs> it, we were all just sitting around the, the monitor laughing. Of course, it was 2 a.m. <laughs> well, the way it was shot was like those old that 70s show yeah. scenes where they're all sitting they're all there choking. Yeah, it would be like a, like a <laughs> camera, camera right in the middle right, just spinning around. On a lazy Susan or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, my, my, my biggest problem with it in the short is that it, dra- it drags on too long. You know, I, can we were, I can see that critique. Yeah, yeah so, you know, um, I cut it. Uh, I was I cut the film for the short, but we, Robin Martin, our editor, went back and recut it, make it make it make a little bit more sense than the way I originally cut it. So I'm okay with it. I prefer we had some other. That's my ringtone, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know this person who's calling me. Oh, then yeah, don't don't definitely don't pick up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, get my U packer ringtone. Ringtone. So so the way it's the way the film was the final cut that we used to for submissions to the festivals. By the way, we're showing in Oceanside on the 17th. Oceanside oh, nice. Up in my hood. Nice. Right. Well, so, Laura Boland will be joining you as well. She has a film up there, too, so you can root for you know, each other. You know what film she's got? 
Um, uh, what was it? The it's gallon it's of gas? Or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, saw that one. I think that's the one. I ran out of gas. Is it that one or is it the Desperados? Yeah. I don't know. That was like no. weeks ago when we uh, interviewed her. So. <laughs> no, sure I know. Like I'm, I'm trying to remember. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah gallon, it was, uh, by the time we air it. Yeah. <laughs> gallon of gas sounds familiar. That was uh, the student film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So we're going up to Oceanside on next Thursday. Nice. Uh, to be screened in the Oceanside Film Festival. But anyway, the film festival cut as Robin Martin's uh, cut of the chubby bunny scene which plays a little better and I, I did a three minute cut where where I eliminated the chubby bunny scene completely huh. just just as a as a, a showpiece rather than sitting around watching the full eight minutes of yeah. why don't you put it at the end credits put it in the end credits that's a good idea yeah you gotta put the chubby bunny in there. The chubby bunny. Yeah, so I have mixed feelings about it. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes right. I look at it and like, a, like when we were sitting there on set filming it, it was funny. We were all laughing. Of course, it took yeah. it took four and a half minutes of. See, that would be funny at the uh, end credits, like if you guys like seeing you guys laugh, like having some BTS or something of you guys like cutting and laughing at the chubby bunny. I mean, yeah. that's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it was a four and a half minute single take, and we had to chop that down to about. 30 seconds which wow. even was too long for me but <laughs> <laughs> anyway enough with Chubby Bunny, chubby bunny. it turned out okay <laughs> <laughs> how was your experience uh, a couple weekends ago with the 48 yeah so two weekends ago right almost two weekends ago we did uh, our 48 hour film project again and George A. again directed we drew uh, the genre of fish out of water mm, that's a good one yeah it, it was kind of fun we did a spy thing where guy who works in a bookstore kind of gets drawn into the spy world you know un, unwittingly or unwillingly um, do you know when it screens the screens on Monday uh, the 10th Monday the 10th okay uh, first screen screening A we always check the screening A. A yeah we like to be in the first screening there's a lot of energy it's a different energy in the first screening than oh really the last, I, yeah. mine's in the last group so <laughs> of the yeah last. we're in the last well, we're in the last well, 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 last let me, let me suggest you come to the first one uh, <laughs> I can't afford to come to the first one <laughs> yeah so. no, you're volunteering so you'll be there yeah but he won't be only volunteering get... one night and you only get one other screening to, oh, I see. To okay. choose to go to. Yeah. I'm volunteering Tuesday, so I can go see my thing on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, it's uh, on Thursday, the 13th. Yeah, that, whatever day. Oh, okay, last good. Day. I'm just making yeah. sure. You go the wrong day, that would suck. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I feel very well. It, it's it's, it's a romantic dramedy. It's really what it is. You know, if you mm. fish out of water, it's really not a genre. It's a, it's yeah. a story. Yeah, it's right. a story you exactly. have. Exactly. Yeah. So we're doing a fish out of water story yeah. in a romantic dramedy. What's it called? It's called Light It Up. Yeah. And that's because we had to use a flashlight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. We Yeah, we made very, you know, well use of our flashlight prop too as well. Caroline Amagay is in your film. Yeah, Caroline Amagay. Yes. Caroline Amagay. Is, is, she's in our film. She did a great job Who else job is for in us. your film? Uh, we got um, some other people. All right. So it's Caroline and other people. Got it. Some okay. other people. Awesome. I'm sure so they're great too. We got Mike Mike Burnell. We got Jacob Bruce. Oh, Mike Burnell. He's the yeah. guy who talks like this. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike did a great job for us. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. Angelique Kenny, or if no Angelique, she's a body local female bodybuilder. Mm. She was one of the uh, uh. thugs. She's one of the thugs in the film, in the chase scene that we have. Oh, cool! Um, so that's that's the basic of the cast. Um, we have a few other extras in there, but yeah. But um, 
Mike Brunell is the lead bad guy. <laughs> and Jacob Bruce is uh, the Russian hitman guy. Sh shows up for a scene or one scene and out. But Jacob is, <laughs> I love Jacob. He's, he's great. If you, don't, if you don't know him, he was in our film Genie, Genie Boot Camp a couple of years ago. Genie uh, Boot Camp was runner-up for best film. And, nice. and Jacob Bruce won best actor for that film. And uh, I don't know if you can tell by the name, but it's uh, basically a young man who wants to become a genie, so he goes to boot camp to learn how to become a genie. <laughs> so. Yes, to actually grant wishes. <laughs> yes, it's kind of fun because yeah. you know, he's learning how to be a genie. He doesn't quite get it. Doesn't quite get it. Doesn't <laughs> quite do things right at first. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, Joe, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. What uh, is it? Italian? Castano? Castano is Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay. And you're originally from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts, Fall River, which is sure. a big Portuguese community. Yep. I'm from Rhode really? Island. Yeah. A lot of Portuguese in uh, really? New England. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had no probably idea. more Portuguese. I mean, that makes sense. Because you're coming over. Oh, yeah. yeah and Fall sense. River is yeah, Portuguese. Fall River, yeah. Portuguese is the, the main. Uh, ethnicity, I guess you would call it. Yeah, uh, in, in that's that true. Area, in that area. Cool. Portuguese. The Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> Portuguese. <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah. I had some friends who would speak uh, Portuguese, and then I move out here, and I hear it again, but they're Brazilian. Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. It sure sounds different. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of different... Like, Carabuca, you know, it just means, like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember a single word. Of, I never really spoke it. Uh. Um, my dad... It's a really hard language. My dad spoke it, but he didn't speak it around the house. So so you probably know, have some. I learned a few cuss words in school. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you those, yeah. As totally, you should. I totally like, forgot about it. Sounds those. like my relationship with Tagalog. <laughs> Never learned it, but I know how to swear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you probably had uh, some family members uh, because uh, Portuguese in, the, in New England are known for their fishing industry. Well, no, I didn't have any family members in the fishing business. My grandpa, born in, born in uh, St. Michael's, in the mm -hmm. Azores, um, he came over when he was very young. Yeah. He was a, a mason ah. uh, most of his life. So I don't, don't know any family members who were in the fishing industry, but yeah, it is a big, mm. big part of what goes on in that part of the country or about yep. that part of the state especially in New Bedford which is a few New miles Bedford, a few miles out to the yeah. east from Fall River that's the big fishing <laughs> fishing town there when did you come out here? I came out here in 1983 oh okay so um, 30 okay yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah. I, I took a job in New Hampshire I was there two weeks and they sent me to San Diego deal great <laughs> <laughs> and win do you go back east right. ever or I, you know, not as much as I should. Yeah. Um, m most of my, you know, media family has moved out of Fall River. Yeah. They're in uh, North Carolina now. Mm. Um, before that, they were in New Hampshire. So when we go back to visit, um, usually going either to New Hampshire or now North Carolina. Mm. You know, Fall River is really not on the radar. You know, I got some cousins and aunts and uncles there, but you know, immediate families right. moved out. Sure. Far out. Well, Joe, yeah. thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Yes, hey, no problem. And, uh, Glad you know, like I said, I, I can't wait to <laughs> get going on my part. I can't wait to see this come together. These two minds just <laughs> meld. It's going to be good. And then Jason mine, whatever he's going to write, it's going to be good. Yes. Jason's hilarious. Head writer. Jason. He sorry, head writer. Jason. 
Jason's a, Jason's a head writer. I do yeah, it's going to be great. And I do want to thank you, sir, for being one of the people who came out to our 100th. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the 100th one? No, no, no. no. Oh, you were at the 100th one. You were at the 100th. The live, oh, live oh, 100th no, podcast. Oh, that's right. That was better yeah. than this. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> no, what I mean by that, that was fun and exciting. Yeah. I'm glad, glad you did that. I was, I'm not as dressed fancily I was, as I was, I was that day. I was glad to be there and to watch what you guys do for the first time. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was really enjoyable. I'm glad you were able to put that together. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We, uh, you guys were... We weren't sure how it was going to go over. Well, you were yeah. kind enough to show yeah. my uh, my promo piece on that. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see it. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like we all need to look out for each other. You know? Absolutely. It's like, I have this space. I should show some other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, and, and by doing that and doing the, the thing with the, tonight in San Diego and one of the filmmakers and, and this show, um, that song is going to be in your head. Yes. <laughs> Forever. It embeds itself. <laughs> I can't stop whistling it. Joe's like, you think you can learn this? I was like, yeah, no problem. I started listening to it and I can't get it out. Yeah, I told him that a couple ever. times ago. Yeah. Like, so, when you hear that, yep. you will think you back it. Yeah. Yep. Always. That's the so whole, that's the whole point, though. That is, that's that a great the theme song. That if you can't get out of your head, it's that's great. Old school medleys. Yep. It works. Yeah, you should have it uh, so. when you do the intro for this show. You should have it in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just play it underneath my intro. Yeah, tonight. Uh, Cage it up instead of the blues. The intellectual. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I have it on my ringtone. So no matter where I am, I have my wife call me. Yeah. yeah. Do you have People a full, the you have a full instrumental version like, of it without yeah, the without yeah. the lyrics? Yes. Yeah, send that to me. I'll use it as the I'll use it as the music bed while I'm doing the intros. All right. Good marketing <laughs> every time. Show. For this one, for this one, <laughs> and, and anybody else who's associated with you, packet okay. that comes that on the show. That would be cool. Yeah. So we got we got a fifteen second version and then a forty second version. And the forty second is pretty much too long, but not too that. long for my intros. Oh, then there yeah, you go. go. Yeah. I will, yeah. I'm a wordy yeah. motherfucker. Seven yeah. minute one. I will give you the yep. forty second and the thirty and the fifteen second version, and ah, you can cool. do with it what you what you need to yeah. do. Nice. Um, Keep up the ridiculous. Pa- Posturous hilarity you're doing, Joe. Yeah. Seriously, posturous films. Because so I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah, All these so ideas you're telling us. Keep an eye out for Cindy Anna Jones in the Last Croissant. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, in the pencil of doom. Oh nice. Oh my gosh. Yes. All the yes. Get up, baby boy, going to my chop chop. I work all day with a bunch of nuts, nuts. Nothing's right. Everything is wrong, wrong. I hear the silly kids freeze a whole day long. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash IXE. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Audible.com is your source for digital audiobooks. My personal favorite is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, read by Stephen Fry. It's amazing. So get your free 
30-day trial and free audiobook download and show your support for the intellectual podcast by going to www.audibletrial.com ixe.